In December, a new measure came into full effect in Tunisia to combat COVID-19, a far-reaching vaccine mandate which was met with strong backlash by human rights organizations and several protests around the country. Vaccine mandates can be a comforting and effective public health measure as we seek ways to safely go back to how things once were, but in Tunisia, as well as Morocco and Lebanon, these policies have also been met with fear, controversy, and serious human rights concerns. My name is Audrey Bolas. I am the Programs and Communications Associate at the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, also known as Time Up. Today, I am joined by Time Up non-resident fellow Renoir Hayek, whose focus with the Institute is COVID-19 and public health. Renoir, thank you for joining me. Hi, Audrey. I'm happy to be here. So first, Renoir, could you tell us a bit about these mandates in Tunisia, as well as neighboring countries like Lebanon and Morocco, and why these countries resorted to a mandate? Um, and how have they been received so far? Starting with Tunisia, which has been badly hit with the pandemic, particularly by the Delta wave in the summer. The government justified the mandate as a preparation for a tough winter, where such policy could drive up vaccinations. Currently, more than 50% of the Tunisian population is vaccinated with two doses. This is great compared to some of its neighbors, but still not enough to offer widespread protection especially as these vaccinations are unevenly distributed across the country. Some issues raised with the vaccine mandate by rights group were the severe consequences for failing to meet the requirements of the mandate. Without proof of two doses, people are barred from entering public spaces and from continuing to work at state institutions, universities, and certain private businesses, and they would be suspended without pay. This has been called out as unnecessarily severe, as it violates violates basic freedom of movement and the right to work under international law, which is tricky, as these kinds of measures are based on ensuring people's right to health. Additionally, this mandate was met by anti-vax sentiments and anti-vax vaccination protests. Never protest. Nevertheless, in practice, people are generally compliant when asked to present their pass, yet overall implementation of this mandate is weak. Similarly, in Morocco, the vaccine mandate is weakly enforced, but unlike in Tunisia, popular compliance is fairly weak. At the end of October, the government introduced the policy to encourage higher rates of vaccination, leading to a surge of people getting vaccinated immediately after the policy was announced. Currently, more than 60% of Morocco's population is vaccinated with two doses, the highest in the African continent. While the mandate did not get as much attention from the international media as Tunisia's mandate did, probably because it has less severe consequences and the different political situation. It was not so the last met with some protests in big cities, and accordingly, the implementation was scaled down in response. And what is interesting about Lebanon is that it does not have a vaccination mandate or law. At the beginning of this month, the Ministry of Public Health recommended for state and school employees and students to be either vaccinated with two doses or show a negative PCR result regularly. This was met with anti-vax and anti-vaccine regulation sentiments on social media and protests. Lebanon has less than 40% of its population vaccinated with two doses, and such measures, if well put in place, could drive up vaccination rates. So what are some lessons that we can learn from implementation of vaccine mandates like these so far? And Renma, what would you recommend for governments and public health professionals to consider as they either conceptualize measures like these or adapt existing ones to better work? 
Well, it can be argued that vaccine mandates like these can infringe upon aforementioned essential rights under international law. These mandates are actually meant to give communities the right to health, which is also our universal right. People often forget that there is a history of successful vaccine mandates from long before COVID-19. But it's key that these policies protect people and encourage them to protect themselves without being unnecessarily punitive. Government institutions should keep this in mind when enacting these vaccine mandates and should take into consideration the political, economic and social context of the country and not just copy regulations and law that have worked in the past or in other countries. Vulnerable populations should not be left behind when these, because of these mandates and issues such as access to vaccines and vaccination centers should be carefully examined before being implemented. Moreover, digital literacy and data privacy concerns should be kept in mind when carrying through digital vaccination passports, which is the case in the most of countries. Additionally, these laws should not be used to drive the rhetoric of the vaccinated versus unvaccinated whereby unvaccinated people could be demonized. Instead, government should address the reason for low vaccination rates, including misinformation and disinformation, as well as their shortcoming in managing the pandemic, which have undermined trust in institutions. We have an area of tools that can protect us from COVID-19, and we should be using all of them where they are most needed. These mandates should be human-centered, Government should work with the people and for the people to validate such regulations. Well said. Thank you so much, Renwa, for being here and talking about this with me today. Thank you.